Well, welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me as usual today is Jordan Blackwell. And they're here, they're out. The new season is on the way. It's official because the fixtures are out uh, this morning. Um, everybody's going to be dissecting those fixtures. We've been waiting for them for a few weeks. And uh, it really does sort of increase the anticipation for Definitely. the new campaign when the fixtures come out. Uh, but we've been pouring over these this morning and doing various breakout stories, which you can visit at Leicestershire Live and read right now. Um, but opening up Wolves at home, and that's not just any old fixture, is it, to open up uh, the no, season? No, it's not, no. Um, I, you may be aware that uh, this year is the 100th anniversary of both Leicester, uh, the place of rest- uh, having its city status restored, uh, and also... Leicester City changing their name from Leicester Foss to Leicester City. Um, it just so happens that the club's first game as Leicester City was at home to Wolves. So there's a nice, nice, um, nice, nice bit of symmetry there. Uh, unfortunately, they lost that one, a 2-1, so hopefully oh. they, they turn it around um, this time. Um, but we also know it's not necessarily going to be Saturday 3 o'clock. Um, the TV fixtures have already been announced for that opening weekend. And Leicester's game is not on TV, which is a rarity in recent seasons. We've we've been everywhere on a Friday night, haven't we, uh, over the last couple of years. But um, it, there's a possibility it may be moved because of Wolves' Europa League commitments. Uh, if they get through to the third qualifying round, they start in the second qualifying round. If they get through to the third qualifying round, they'll play on the Thursday the 8th, uh, in which case the game will be moved back probably to a Sunday, um, we think. So we won't really get confirmation until mid-July when Wolves have finished in the second qualifying round so that's something to be aware of um, but for me I think it's a pretty good opening game certainly I like the, the history of it I think a Midlands derby is always quite nice to start with a home game is particularly nice to start well, we with we haven't had one of those for several years now yeah. they've, had some, they've been kicking off the season first for the last three seasons yeah. and they've all been away from home and uh, They've not been very successful either, yeah, so um, it's great that they're they're kicking off at home for for a change. But looking at those first eight fixtures or so, mm. it's tough again, isn't it? They've not yeah. been handed an easy start to the season. Isn't Brendan Rodgers is not going to get a nice gentle run up to this campaign? No, no. I think it, I mean we can see here that there's beyond Wolves, which absolutely not easy at all, given the way they you know the way they finished the season, and you could perhaps say. Maybe a bit fitter than the rest at the start of the season because they'll have yeah. had that build up with the um they're gonna have that early start with the Europa League, um, but then there's Chelsea, Manchester United, Spurs, and Liverpool all in that first eight games. I think we saw a couple of seasons ago with Craig Shakespeare when he had four of the big six in his opening six games. Um, that even though Leicester only lost them, lost all four, I think by maybe one goal or two goals. Was two at Man United, but the yes. rest were very narrow. Um, and they played pretty well, I think we would agree with that, over the over those games. Um, certainly weren't disgraced in any of the games. But that was that was kind of it for Shakespeare, because he, because he couldn't get enough results and then Leicester dropped into the relegation zone. So I think, you know, that really does say that this does matter that Leicester have got um, a tough start. But you could also say looking at it from a different point of view, it's it's a great chance to make a statement and say we're here to challenge for the top six and by well, you know, exactly getting that's a couple what of results. Saying. Yeah, if they, that's what turn the the club's been said and Brendan Rodgers has said it publicly as well. The aim is to challenge the top six. I mean I'll just go through those first few fixtures for I'm not going to list all of them. They're all on the Leicestershire Live if you want to go through them. But we've got Wolves at home, Chelsea away, Sheffield United, New Boys, 
away, Bournemouth at home, then it's Man United away at Old Trafford, Tottenham at home, Newcastle at home, and Liverpool away, who uh, are pretty strong, obviously champions of Europe, pretty strong side. That That is a particularly tough side, but I agree with you. If you're going to be a serious contender for top six, you shouldn't be shying away from these sort of fixtures. These are the games that you're going to make inroads into that top six if you win some of these. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, as well, I think that it's quite nice that they've got the Sheffield United away, Bournemouth at home, sort of two games as a pair. I think if they can get wins from both those, which you would say more than more than feasible, they might be able to build a bit of momentum um, going into the United and Spurs games. Um, but I think we can see that across the fixture list, really, that there are, although they've got a tough start, that means there are periods where there's an, a kind of, there's no easy fixtures in the Premier League, everyone says it, but there's, there's a kind of run where they have maybe four or five games where you think actually they could I could quite easily win all of those, you know, and then you really, you know, getting some momentum for for the more difficult periods of the That's season. That's key, momentum. Yeah. Uh, as we found out, two thousand fifteen, sixteen. If you get off to a decent start and you get on a roll, um, you, who knows where it could lead you? Yeah. It could lead you to the promised land. But let's have a look over the festive period because that always a, another period of the season we we always look at because the games come thick and fast as well, and it can be a quite a decisive little period in the season. And again. The fixture computer has not been kind to City here. Um, we would just look at December. We've, first of all, we've got the trip to Aston Villa on the 7th of December. Um, that's the, probably the shortest journey, would that be? Yeah. For City fans. Uh, but then, uh, just before Christmas, Manchester City away, the reigning champions. And then on Boxing Day, at home to the European champions, Liverpool. That's not a Merry Christmas for, for City, potentially. No, but we said that last year and they did all right. They had mm. Chelsea the game before, yeah. Chelsea away the game before Christmas and won there. Uh, Man City at home on Boxing Day and won that one. Shame they followed it up with a defeat to Cardiff. But um, I think, you know, Leicester rose to the challenge in that, in that Christmas period last year. And I think that will probably give them some belief that they can do it again. Obviously, completely new season. Leicester will still go into those games as underdogs. But I think that there's something... There's recent history there that they did well in those fixtures will maybe help them, give them a little bit more confidence going into those than they would usually have. And then chasing the top six, if they are chasing the top six or even the top four, uh, going into the running of the campaign, again, the, uh, the, the games <laughs> don't get any easier, do they? Arsenal away, then you've got those Bournemouth, Sheffield United pairing again, and it's Tottenham away, first trip to the new stadium. Um, we finish with Manchester United at King Power Stadium. Once again, not easy. No, I think it's. Um, I, I quite like that Leicester are home on the last day. I think it can, you know, if something does come down to that game, and you know, with the with the situation that Manchester United are in, you could quite easily see that being some kind of Europa League playoff. You know, Leicester maybe Leicester competing with Man U for a top six spot. Um, so I think that Leicester have home advantage there could be could be a, a big deal, but got a long, a long way to go yet <laughs> absolutely I mean it's unusual to start and finish the season at home as well I, don't, yeah. I can't remember that happening too many times but another fixture that stood out for, for, for both of us actually when we looked at the fixtures was the New Year's Day trip mm. Newcastle United away so that's the longest trip for City fans somebody tweeted me and said well somebody's got to play them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true that's very true somebody's got to play Newcastle don't have to necessarily play them away but anyway as it is City are going to Newcastle on New Year's Day when there's not so many trains and it's going to be a... although somebody also said what a fantastic New Year's Eve party it'll be the night before because it is a bit yeah. of a party city yeah. isn't it Newcastle so I think there'll be a few Leicester fans planning to stay over the night before and possibly mm. the night after as well <laughs> um, to just top up 
I can imagine from the night before. So yeah, that's the fixtures. Looks um, yeah, it looks like a tough start, tough finish, tough middle. But hopefully that those bits in the in the in in the in between those tough uh, moments in the season will bear fruit for for Rogers and City will be uh, challenging. And also we're going to be keeping an eye on the cups this year because Rogers says he's here to win silverware. Yeah. Everybody knows City have never won the FA Cup. They want to win it desperately. So uh, hopefully they'll have a serious run at that as well. And we've got uh, a winter break as mm, well this year, yes. haven't we? And that's uh, what in February. Yeah. So it's 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 a bit odd because it's kind of one whole uh, round of fixtures split across two weekends. So five, uh, ten teams play on one weekend and then ten teams play the next. So currently uh, Leicester are due to play Wolves on the 8th of February um, and all the fixtures are set for the 8th of February but half of them will move to the weekend of Saturday the 15th of February. Um, so yeah, that's something to be to be aware of and it's I think it's the first for, for English football to have a, have a mid-season break, if you like, where there's not... Either an international break or FA Cup or, or whatever. So um, yeah, that's something to be aware of that that game could uh, that game could be moved. Well, we've got lots of stories about the fixtures on Leicestershire Live now. If you want to go over there and uh, peruse those uh, those um, those words of wisdom <laughs> from ourselves on the fixtures. Let's just uh, move along, change tack a little bit because there's a lot of work to be done uh, in the build-up mm. to the season in the transfer window. There's been no activity so far, but. Um, Things start to take shape in terms of a few things on Leicester City's agenda. First of all, uh, outgoings. Now, people have been talking a lot. There's been a lot of speculation about Madison, Chilwell, Maguire mm-hmm. all being poached away from the club. Um, as things are looking now, there's some real positive signs about Madison, some really positive signs about Chilwell. Madison's been, they've all been wanted by nearly every side in the top six, according to whatever reports you read. Um, but we understand Madison. Is not after a move, quite happy mm-hmm. to stay, would be happy to sign a new contract. Mm-hmm. Not surprising, because no. that would probably mean a quite a big wage <laughs> boost for him as well. Uh, so that's probably something that City will look at, because he is going to be a star performer for him in the years to come, so they might as well secure him on a bit of a better contract to keep him there. Chilwell does not want to leave uh, mm-hmm. Leicester City, very excited about the future. Um, Harry Maguire is not asked to leave, not indicated he wants to leave, but he's the one that I think everybody's worried about uh, a little bit and um, it does look like Manchester United and Manchester City will be making offers for him uh, but we understand City will only listen to offers in excess of the £75 million that Liverpool paid for Virgil van Dijk which is a record, a world record for defenders what do you make of the way this, this has started to take shape over the last few weeks? Well I don't think it's surprising that there is interest there I and mean, we know Manchester United were, were keen on um, Maguire last summer, and that there was there was an approach there, but Leicester said no, we're not selling him, um, and Maguire was rewarded for a new contract uh, with a new contract, but he was kind of saying at the time that he felt he owed Leicester for giving him the platform to make it to a, a make it to the World Cup and and therefore a World Cup semi final. Um, whether he feels he still owes Leicester after another season, that's really what remains to be seen because I think Leicester obviously certainly don't want to sell. Um, and as you say, there's there's the criteria that it would need to be a very big bid for them to consider it. But also, they would want Maguire to indicate he wants to leave. If he doesn't, then they'll keep him. Uh, so that I think it's going to come down to that whether Maguire says, "Okay, I quite fancy playing for Manchester City," um, because I think that would be it. I I think if you were in Maguire's position now, I don't think you would look at Manchester United and think. 
oh, they're a, a, that's a massive step up from Leicester. With the you know they're not. I don't want to describe it as a crisis, but they're certainly you know the way they finished the season, you wouldn't say it was particularly positively, um, no. and you would say Leicester are a club looking up. Um, so there's quite it's quite easily that the the Manchester United and Leicester could be in the in the same sort of place. Uh, in the table next season, and I think Maguire would prefer to then stay with Leicester, a club he knows and teammates he knows, um, in that regard. But the lure of Manchester City is, I would say, is pretty big because I mean it's pretty much guaranteed trophies. Yeah, exactly, and the Champions League yes. as well. Man United can't offer Champions League. Although Man United is a massive club, a massive brand, one of the richest clubs in mm. the world. I agree with you. They're not in great shape at the moment on the pitch. There's a lot of uncertainty about Solskjaer, how long he will get. Uh, Pogba and all the, the problems that have been reported about around that dressing room. It's whether Maguire would want to go into that situation. I, 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 coming from a very stable dressing room yeah. at Man City, I don't think he would really. I mean, obviously he's going to get big money at going to United, but um, I don't think it's about that with Maguire. I think it is about playing at the very highest level and winning trophies. And Man, Man City could offer that, but to get him, they're going to have to pay big money. I, mm. I've, I've got a feeling that. Come start season, we might still see Maguire in a Leicester City shirt because I think that f- that figure. I mean, there's been figures banded around eighty million, whatever. All I know is it's above um, the seventy-five at Liverpool, in excess of. So the round eighty perhaps might be realistic. Although I did hear well, some suggestion that uh, uh, as much as hundred million. Mm. But uh, would, that would certainly deter a lot of clubs, and yeah. whether it deters Man City the situation because I don't think they want to be seen anymore as the cash cow that's going to come along and straight away another zero added to the asking price of a player just because Man City come in for it. Uh, but we were just talking before uh, we came on air about um, reporting the Manchester Evening News, Stuart Brennan, very well respected, very well connected journalist around Man City and he's indicated that Maguire is possibly their number one target uh, for the summer and uh, when Pep sets his heart on, on somebody as we saw with Riyad Mahrez he usually ends up getting him, so um, we'll have to see how that goes. And I, but I don't think Maguire would ever kick up any fuss. I don't think he'd cause any trouble. I think no. he thinks it feels like he owes City a, a debt of gratitude for making the player he is at the moment because he's, yeah. he's emerged as a as a regular in the Premier League. And uh, uh, now with the performance against Switzerland, I know it, it was a bit dodgy in the first game against Holland, but the performance against Switzerland was very impressive. And I thought um, he's now cemented himself in that England um, side, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. So let's turn to um, possible incomings. There's been none so far, but uh, there's been real no developments, that, that many developments on Euro Tielemans. We know City is still in. I think they're still quietly confident they get a deal that's worth about £40 million with Adrian Silva going in the other way. Of course, uh, Monaco are holding fire because they want to see what other offers come in, um, whether they get offers of around £40 million or plus. And if they want Silva, then you know they've got to come to City and ask for that. If they sell Tielemans to somebody else and they want Silva, that could be an interesting scenario. Um, but we're still waiting. What what's um, Tielemann said about his future? Because I know you did a couple of stories. Yeah, well, he's been he's been quite coy, but he's been speaking. Um, he's been on international duty with Belgium, so he's been speaking a little bit about his future. Um, he says he's flattered by reports of interest uh, from Manchester United and Spurs, um, and he says he was pleasantly surprised with the level of clubs that have been in touch with his agent. But he was also quite complimentary of Leicester. He said. Uh, the way the club treated him last season, he really appreciated that. Um, that they, you know, the and he really enjoyed the the family feel uh, of the club. Um, I thought it was quite interesting that he he sort of almost laid out three criteria for for a club that he would want to join. He certainly ruled out staying at Monaco. He certainly doesn't want to do that. But he's kind of uh, set up three criteria that he he would look for, which is 
to play in a top European league, while well, Leicester can fulfil that, even if they can't offer European football, they are in it possibly the best Europe, uh, European league. Uh, he wants regular game time, which, given he started the last 13 games of the season for Leicester, you'd say that's pretty much uh, guaranteed. And he wants somewhere where his family will feel settled, because he's, he's, I know he's only 22, but he's already married, he's already got uh, a young child. Um, he's quite, he's, you know, he's very down to earth, he's very settled in his family life, and I think he quite enjoyed being in Leicester. I think he felt quite at home. I know he's spoken previously, uh, which I'm not sure many people quite believe that he said he preferred living in Leicester than he did in Monaco because it wasn't as flashy and it was more similar to his hometown of Brussels. Um, so I think Leicester certainly have a good chance of offering Tielemans everything that he wants. But like you say, I think he's obviously an ambitious footballer and if one of a, if a very, very big team comes in, that may sway that that may sway him, but um, I think Leicester would. I think we agree that Leicester have got a pretty decent chance of you know of him being here um, come the start of the season. And the other one is James Justin, the uh, young right back at mm. Luton Town. We understand Leicester you've got an interest in him. I've been talking to Luton about that. There's been various reports about um, how close they are. We understand they are edging closer though with those talks. He could possibly be the first signing if Tiedemans drags on. Yeah, of him. Um, fits the bill, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it, it works. I think we've said that Leicester needs to sign a new right back. Danny Simpson's uh, left. Daniel Amate had been playing there, but has not played since October because of his ankle injury. And maybe there's a case where they'll send him out on loan just so he can build up his um, build up his fitness again. So it makes sense that they would want a new backup for for Ricardo. Um, James Justin is young. Is Attack-minded, um, he was. He's clearly progressing very well because Leicester. I think Leicester were interested two years ago, but since then, he when he was sort of a fringe player at Luton. Since then, he's come on. He's now a regular starter for them. Was in the League One team of the season. Um, versatile as well. Spent. He is a right back by trade, but he spent most of less, uh, last season at left back. Um, so that's certainly helpful in terms of you know someone being on the bench that could then cover both fullback positions. Um, so I think it makes sense. He's he's young enough that he would he wouldn't have to be registered in the twenty five man squad. He could go on the under twenty one list, which is a big help for Leicester as well. So I think everything kind of fits with that. And he's also he can be moulded. He's certainly going to learn from Ricardo, who, who I'm sure we would agree is one of the best right backs in the division. Um, so it kind of everything kind of works, and also it wouldn't be too much of a a chunk out of Leicester's um, transfer budget. Um, I think the. The figure we've seen reported is around seven and a half million. It may not even be that much. So I think there's a, you know, when Leicester are clearly going to spend money this summer, a figure that's under ten million is is not too big of a chunk out of it. So yes, it certainly, I, I certainly think that he fits the bill, and I think that would be a, a decent start to the window if they did get Justin in. Yeah, well, we've got all these transfer stories as well on Leicestershire Live. The fixtures are out. The season's coming. Only a couple of months now, and we're going to be kicking off against Wolverhampton Wanderers. The players are back in at the start of July. And it'll all get very exciting from there on in. And the uh, transfer window is ongoing. So join us again on the next episode of Dilly Ding Dilly Dong. <laughs>